8.07. Let's now continue with this discussion about North Korea that's been on many analysts' lips in the last few days when the world was anticipating a possible encounter between US Vice President Mike Pence and North Korea's Olympic delegation. He skipped a reception to kick off Pyeongchang 2018. Didn't even shake hands with his Pyongyang counterpart. Pence arguably came across as cold. Certainly he was portrayed that way leaving North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's sister to charm the world. Again, rightly or wrongly, because others have pointed out that she's still associated with North Korea's authoritarian regime and its human rights record. So let's first bring in Steve Herman, White House Bureau Chief for Voice of America News, who's been covering the Vice President's latest Asia trip. Thank you, as always, for joining us. My pleasure. And, I mean, it wasn't... The greatest of PR exercises for Vice President Pence. I I mean, on the one hand, I guess he was trying to appear principled and not uh, cozy up to the North Koreans. On the other hand, you could say this was a missed opportunity. Yes, um, but I think you have to look at uh, what was the constituency that uh, Mike Pence uh, was trying to reach on this trip. It certainly wasn't uh, uh, the North Korean uh, government or the public there. Uh, but uh, rather uh, the base uh, uh, back at home. And uh, as uh, the vice president and others in the administration had told us before we left uh, uh, on the trip, was that this was meant to counter the charm offensive. And so, uh, yes, uh, Mike Pence was not uh, very uh, charming, uh, at least uh, towards the, um, the North Koreans. And what he wanted to do was emphasize the brutality of the regime, and that's why he met with a group of uh, defectors and also uh, toured the, uh, the, the, the Chonan uh, South Korean uh, Corvette uh, that had been torpedoed. Uh, to, to really put the emphasis on that while uh, Kim Jong-un's uh, sister was getting uh, uh, the spotlight in Seoul and Pyongyang. But with regard to Mike Pence's comments on South Korea, he did try to emphasize that, uh, again, there's this close relationship between Seoul and Washington, that they are standing side by side and dealing with North Korea. Has there anything about recent developments change your own mind or weakened that relationship? Well, I think uh, very much that uh, President uh, Moon uh, did want to have some thawing of the relationship uh, between Washington and Pyongyang, even if there wasn't a meeting. And I think there are a couple things we should be looking at here. Uh, one is the statement by the vice president on the way back to Washington uh, that uh, possibly there could be uh, some sort of uh, talk uh, with uh, North Korean representatives without any uh, preconditions. Uh, and I think you have to then discuss what, did, what does it mean when you talk about talks. And the second is that there could be an opportunity when uh, the president's uh, daughter, Ivanka, is uh, at the closing ceremony at Pyeongchang, where Kim Jong-un's sister is supposed to be, and so possibly there might be an encounter there. Yeah, I mean, in any case, it's going to be a different experience seeing Ivanka Trump rather than Mike Pence, who, who you know, as you were talking about different personalities, different attitudes, it, it's hard to imagine Ivanka Trump just keeping her face entirely stern in that box. 
Does Mike Pence's attitude reflect what some fear to be a sign that the U.S. is very much keeping its options open on the military side? Well, he explicitly stated that when we were speaking with him.、Uh, he gave a、uh, speech、uh, in Japan before heading to South Korea that、uh, some people thought、uh, what was almost uh, preparing uh, service members for war. And I asked him about that. And、um, he did say at the end of a lengthy response that、uh, that phrase we've heard、uh, frequently from him and the president quote all options are on the table, which no doubt will be perceived by many to focus on one particular bloody nose option as it's become known lately. But I, I just wonder as well what your view is on the media coverage, especially in the U.S. of Kim Yo Jong. So, some of well, the coverage. And it's actually not just the U.S. The Western media generally has been treating her as a, a, a near celebrity.、Uh, the, the fact maybe that she's、um, female, the fact that we know very little about her compared with Kim Jong Un, it, it's like they're dealing with someone who's not associated with that particular regime. Right. Right. Well, it, it's very much part of the charm offensive uh, that uh, that all people.、Uh, I think that a lot of people here had、uh, feared. And there's been some backlash、um, against、uh, the media coverage. Uh, uh, a lot of、uh, criticism that、uh, exactly what you're stating—that this is a very brutal regime—and、uh, to regard uh, uh, the sister of Kim Jong Un as something different or some sort of reformist,、uh, glossing over、uh, everything uh, that uh, the vice president was trying to point out on his trip is really not very objective reporting. One final question for you: Post games, it's a mixed outlook, isn't it? You got on the one hand the possibility of President Moon Jae-in heading to Pyongyang. We don't know if that's going to happen yet. On the other hand, we got these planned military exercises. C- can you see either of those things changing? Well, I, I think it's a huge question mark right now、uh, about what's going to happen.、Uh, there would seem to be a lot of、um, uh, conditions that would have to be met、uh, before President Moon would go to Pyongyang, and、um, I would、uh, also be uh, quite uh, surprised if there is an indefinite stop to U.S. South Korean military exercises. Uh, perhaps they may be、uh, scaled back, but、uh, as we know, these、uh, exercises are pretty regular, and、uh, I would think that、uh, both、uh, Seoul and Washington would want to see some sort of significant、uh, concession uh, from Pyongyang uh, before um, halting the exercises. But of course, as we know. Uh, you know, Pyongyang has,、uh, for a long time, regarded、uh, these exercises as hostile acts, a prelude to war preparation for an invasion, even a nuclear attack, according to the rhetoric out of North Korea. And、uh, so, it's a question, I think,、uh, really, from either Pyongyang、uh, and Washington, who is going to make some sort of gesture here、uh, that could lead to a lessening of the tensions. But at this very moment, I would. Say that、uh, perhaps we have a pause、uh, while the Olympic Games are going on in Pyeongchang, but uh, right after that, uh, uh, we could be back to where we were before these Olympic Games. Steve Herman, White House bureau chief for Voice of American News, thank you for joining us. Sure, my pleasure. Certainly, there are then valid concerns for inter-Korean ties 
after the games. Let's now welcome Dr. Bong Young-shik, Research Fellow at Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Good morning. And um, President Moon, coming back to him and this invitation to go to Pyongyang, he's, he's not exactly accepted the invitation, but his language was ambiguous. What do you think is the presidential office's feeling at this point on that? The uh, president's office, the Blue House, uh, must have felt that um, it's a peace offensive uh, since, uh, you know, early summer last year, um, finally uh, started working uh, because it was uh, Moon Jae-in government of South Korea, not Kim Jong-un government of North Korea, uh, that proposed the, uh, the inter-Korean summit, which would be the third one in history, uh, first um, as uh, illustrated by the so-called uh, Berlin vision that uh, President Moon Jae-in announced uh, last summer. So it was uh, North Korea's response to South Korea's initiative. So there's a reason for the Blue House, the President's office, to welcome this development. But at the same time, as President Moon Jae-in has um, repeatedly emphasized, that there is an inherent uh, limitations of progress on the front of inter-Korean relations. Uh, if there's no progress on the front of uh, North Korea's denuclearization. So the phrase that uh, appropriate circumstances that would allow the inter-Korean summit to take place, um, you know, um, the, uh, made by the President Moon Jae-in uh, was a reference to uh, this point. But based on history, even very recent history, we can, I guess, suggest that uh, North Korea's going to either withdraw that invitation or kick up a huge fuss if military drills start up again between the US and South Korea. And of course, this ignores the fact that North Korea is quite happy to go along with its own exercises and nuclear weapon development. It's a dilemma for Seoul, isn't it? Um, what to do after the games? Or, or what do you make of that? It's a dilemma for South Korea. If South Korea is going to see it a uh, dilemma or make it a dilemma uh, to itself, uh, because um, the joint military exercises, which are regular exercises um, you know, carried out by South Korean military and the U.S. forces in South Korea, uh, have been postponed uh, exactly for the purpose of you know, allowing North Korea uh, to participate in the Pyeongchang Winter Olympic Games and you know, host the Pyeongchang Olympic Games as a peaceful and stable you know, Winter Olympic Games. So... Um, the original decision, uh, which North Koreans are also uh, very well aware of, is to postpone uh, only temporarily, not uh, a permanent suspension uh, or even major scaling down. Uh, North Koreans may hope uh, that the United States and South Korea may you know, accommodate any demand uh, for scaling, the, uh, scaling them down or another postponing uh, the joint military exercises, but it is up to South Korea and the United States, uh, those two countries that host these uh, regular exercises, to decide. If North Korea is going to up the ante or escalate the tension on the Korean Peninsula with a provocation in protest to the resumption of military exercises, then it is uh, up to North Korean government to assume the, uh, the uh, backlash of their decisions. Uh, and uh, I don't think there is much to gain 
for Kim Jong-un government to escalate the tension on the Korean Peninsula after it has uh, made uh, so much investment in charm offensive toward South Korea and the United States. Then again, you know, how dangerous is this charm offensive? Many of us can see what North Korea may be trying to do. Some will see it as a trap, but they'll see it as a trap that we're willingly walking into. Um, do you think, for example, that the thawing mood between the Koreas will pull Seoul away from Washington even slightly, which presumably is something Pyongyang would be quite happy about? Well, everyone uh, know, knew that uh, it was a trap set by Pyongyang, and the South Korean government decided to walk into that trap for the sake of providing new momentum um, in terms of uh, improving the inter-Korean relations and uh, promoting, um, you know, uh, the bilateral negotiations uh, between Washington and Pyongyang. Uh, so there is no, um, you know, illusion on the side of the South Korean government and the Trump administration of the United States that uh, the main purpose of this charm offensive by North Korea is to drive wedge uh, between you know South Korea and the United States so that the you know, impact of economic sanctions will be diluted and the uh, military actions uh, either unilaterally or jointly taken uh, if uh, economic sanctions uh, uh, would be decided to have failed uh, will be uh, eliminated. Uh, but we have to bear in mind that um, it is uh, highly unlikely for South Korea and the United States to uh, totally uh, divide it uh, on, in terms of imposing uh, enormous amount of uh, pressure on North Korea because uh, there is a growing consensus that for the first time in the history of the nuclear crisis of North Korea, uh, economic sanctions have been actually uh, working, uh, succeeding. That's the main reason why North Korean uh, government decided to come out and uh, uh, try to, uh, um, you know, engage with South Korea, which it has been uh, totally dismissing uh, as a major player in mm. this, you uh, know, in security dynamics. So why do, why would you fault something that has been so, so successful, so, uh, working so fine? Um, so well, I don't think there is a you know high probability with, uh, that the South Korea and the United States would you know uh, go their own respective ways. Uh, it is more likely they will uh, stay together to uh, continue the pressure on North Korea. Excellent points, but still, I feel even just members of the public and the media, we, we knew the charm offensive was coming, and, and we can't help but feel charmed by these performances, the speeches, the orchestras, the smiles, the the possibility that, if not full-blown unification, that uh, some sort of cooperation and peaceful future is possible. Thank you so much, Dr. Bong, for joining us today. You're welcome. Dr. Bong Yong-shik, Research Fellow at Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies.